Hey, this is Kevin with Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to episode 282 of the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. And I'm really excited to bring you my interview with Chef Von Good from Night Goat Barbecue in Kansas City, Missouri. This one's great because, number one, Chef's just a cool guy, and it's really, really interesting to hear his story. And a lot of people might know him from Hank's Charcuterie in Lawrence, Kansas, and from his restaurant, Fox and Pearl. Night Goat Barbecue is working out of Fox and Pearl. It's on Sundays. Chef Von Good is a James Beard nominated chef. He's also deeply in the world of charcuterie. And if you look at his website and you look at his Instagram, you can see that he thinks differently, thinks outside the box, and his food looks incredible, and Night Goat Barbecue looks incredible. We talk all about the inception and how this started, and how he got the name, and what he's serving on a daily basis, as well as the specials and different things that he twists in. These pastrami beef ribs, if you look at the intro of the YouTube, is ridiculously beautiful. Night Goat Barbecue is only Sundays. It's from 10 to 2. You can now dine in and eat there. You can order there, or you can call ahead. If you look at their Instagram, I'll put their Instagram below. They always post our numbers. You can call in for a pre-order, or you can email them for a pre-order, or you could order it on Sunday. And they do have food on Sunday that isn't reserved. He's also getting a primitive pit, too, so he'll be adding to capacity and the different ways that he cooks. I know you're really going to dig this. I know you really enjoy this and it's and it's going to be another option when you do head to Kansas City. Again, that's Night Goat Barbecue. Chef, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. The Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast and YouTube show is brought to you by Centex Smokers. You can check them out at Centex underscore smokers on Instagram. Give him a DM, get a quote. He's right now about four to five months. But look at his Instagram, follow it. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Again, that's Centex Smokers. If you're enjoying these, please subscribe. That way you don't miss out. Do about two or three of these per week. I have a website at kevinsbbqjoints.com. I'm at Kevin's BBQ Joints on all the social media. But at the end, stay safe. We're getting closer. Have a good week. Good morning, Chef. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. What's the mood like right now in Kansas City? What's the overall? Are people, are restaurants starting to see more business? Are people coming out and doing stuff? Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure. I think in the last, like, three weeks or so, you could definitely see a visible change in people's mood. And I'd say our, you know, business is coming back. You know, the weather's changed, so it's True. open patios up. So that helps a lot, giving us a lot more seating. I think there's still a big section of the community that, like, isn't wanting to come inside and eat yet, mm-hmm. you know, so. It'll get there. I think it's starting to, yeah. for the first time in, like, the last month or so, I felt like, okay, this we're turning the corner at least life-wise, and then as, you know, I think we, we'll have a better handle, and our, our country is doing a pretty darn good job at vaccinating, so that's really, really right. makes me feel good. So I want to talk, how was, so so let's just first start, start off, I want to hear a little background so people can get to know who you are. You're Were you okay. born in, Were you born and raised in Kansas City? Not born, but mostly raised. Okay. Uh, I was born in Oklahoma, huh. and I was raised in Lawrence, Kansas, which is, you know, 30 minutes outside of Kansas City. And what was that upbringing like? Was it like a sport? Is it like at the time, was it more small town or was it like a pretty good sized city at the time? It, it's kind of in between. Lawrence is uh, where KU is. Okay. Uh, University of Kansas. Oh, yeah. So okay. it, it's a college town. Were you cooking like at home or what, what, what caught your bug to make you? And were you working at restaurants when you were like 18, 19 years old? Well, you know, my grandparents were big cooks. Uh, like my, my grandparents, the goods. And then my mom was not a cook at all. She's a doctor and has zero cooking skills. So we ate out a lot. So I think I kind of had this good balance of like home cook influence and kind of, you know, going out to eat diner influence. And what pushed you towards 
this direction? You know, I'm not sure. <laughs> I just kind of became a chef uh, during college. I was working in restaurants and I really liked it and it just felt natural. And, you know, I got into it and uh, decided to go to culinary school. When you were working at a restaurant, were you working at a, an intense restaurant or a restaurant that was kind of like jovial and cool in the kitchen in the back? Because I'm always curious as to, because I've, I've worked at a couple of restaurants and they're different. Like some, and it's all, yeah. it's a different lifestyle too. It, it was pretty jovial and chill. It was kind of a like neighborhood oh. local restaurant. Oh. We did like pizzas and a lot of steaks and chops and stuff. Oh, cool. I think that kind of got me into cooking. And uh, I went to culinary school, uh, went to French Culinary Institute in New York, which is now ICE, like the international yeah, culinary. Yeah, I noticed that it was different. And I came back to Kansas after that and came back to Lawrence and took a sous chef position at a restaurant and uh, wasn't sure what I wanted to do. But in culinary school, I kind of got into butchery and charcuterie. I had this professor that really you know, inspired me. I decided to kind of do my own thing. I was ready to do something. And uh, I opened a little butchery and charcuterie shop in Lawrence that was called Hank Charcuterie. It was going pretty well, but people wanted food. So I'd have customers kind of come in and, and ask for sandwiches and see like, see a food menu. And we didn't have one, and they would turn around and leave. Oh. So, I, well, I got to change that, you know. And we put a little, you know, like three or four sandwich mm -hmm. kind of menu. And that just way outgrew the butcher shop. It's interesting how that happens. And were people... Was your original clientele people that were really into charcuterie that kind of understood the craftsmanship about it, or were there just walking business like? Because I know that it it got a name for itself too. Yeah, I think it was kind of a mix. You know, like we had the the destination seekers that were looking for charcuterie and butchery, and then I think it was kind of the off the street people that didn't know quite exactly what they were walking into that were looking for more of like the dining experience. How many different types of charcuterie would you have at any given time? I just love charcuterie. I think it's so fascinating. You know, I don't know numbers wise, but we would usually have like, you know, at least like 15, 20 different kinds of sausage wow. and, you know, a selection of hams and some sliced meats. And then we did some raw cuts too, you know, like some chops and, and things gotcha. as well. How long did you have that? Four years. Were you planning on changing direction or what caused it to what was there was there a reason why it had it changed direction i think just kind of out of necessity and we were kind of like having a little identity crisis is the best way i think i could explain it you know okay. like we'd switched over to more of a restaurant but then we were still having people coming in looking for butchery items oh. and so i felt like, like i needed to kind of start over with the queen slate and this isn't at the spot you're at right now right so when we decided to make a move we moved to kansas city from lawrence and did Fox and Pearl. Was your business partner part of your of Hank's? No. Uh, well, Hank, I just started, and we, and me and my partner, Christine, uh, we'd just gotten kind of together as I was opening the restaurant. Okay. Yeah. And so then she became way bigger part of Fox and Pearl. And So explain what Fox and Pearl and the location, it was, what was it? It was an old Swiss something? It was a chalet? Not chalet. It was like an old... Yeah, it German? was like... I guess like a lodge. A lodge. Um, okay, that's what it was. What a lodge. Yeah, and it was built in 1911, um, and it was like a Swiss lodge for for immigrants working to Kansas City, and it had a restaurant on the main floor, and then lodging on the floor, and then the top floor was like a big ballroom. That's right. So yeah. do you have the whole space? No, we have the 
first floor and and then the two top floors are still apartments. Oh, they oh they're actually apartments. Okay, cool. So what is that? The, what is that spiral staircase? Is that a spiral staircase just to? It goes down to the basement oh. to like um, another bar and a seating area. Really, such a cool. Yeah. Like how, did how how long did that build out? And when did you guys acquire that spot? Well, the build out took almost two years, maybe like a year and a half. Wow. We wow. found the space because some of our friends lived in the neighborhood and they saw it and they're like, you should check it out. So we did, and there was no sign or anything. It wasn't for lease. It was just kind of empty space. And so I found out, you know, through friends, you know, who owned the building. And then we kind of went from there. Yeah. And, and was your idea to have like a lot live like fire plus still charcuterie. Did you want to still have that as a component? Yeah, I, I did. And I, I think that, when we turned into a restaurant at Hank, it really became us cooking out of the case. You know, it was like trying to use things that we made. So by doing that, I think like charcuterie and, you know, meat obviously became like a main staple of our cuisine and cooking. And it's definitely something that is in your blood. So it's something that you wanted to continue right, doing. Definitely. And how was the, how has yeah. the response been and how was it during COVID? It was good. You know, we had only been open in this location, I think about five or six months okay. when COVID hit. So that was a little nerve wracking. You know, yeah. we were new, yeah. it was busy, but we were still kind of in that honeymoon period, you know, of opening a restaurant, like being the new guy. And so we were obviously still, you know, popular. So we were worried that, you know, people were going to fight, you know, that would we would kind of die off mm -hmm. in the middle of it. So we just decided to push as hard as we could and, you know, see what would come out of it. And I think it's gone pretty well. So did you tr did you transition to to go like a bit like a large? We did. Yeah. The first like I think maybe that was around a month that we were to go only okay, and maybe it was a little longer. And then we opened up when the city let us open up to 25%, we went ahead and did it right away. It's so interesting because it. it's, it's so forward because like Los Angeles just Monday of this week opened like of last week opened to 25%. And I went to, I went yeah. somewhere. Oh, I went into like this to pick up food to go yesterday and there were people eating in the restaurant and it was like this, alternate universe i'm like oh i forgot that like this is what it's just so it's so sad it's so strange so it's it's nice yeah. that you were able to weather that storm and then in the back of your mind were you thinking i want to do night goat is that night goat is that something that you've always wanted to do well i think i've always kind of had one foot in barbecue you know but never really like went all the way and i think Maybe whatever it was, like that kind of second wave or whatever that was happening around the holidays in November and December, we could see, you know, business starting to decline, which would normally be, you know, yeah, super crazy, you know, period. So I wanted to kind of like find a way to encourage more carryout business. And, you know, I, I've always loved barbecue and I've something I want to get better at and I've wanted to push myself on. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. And, uh, do a barbecue special on Sundays mm -hmm. as carry out only. And I did that for a few weeks as just a Fox and Pearl, you know, special. Yeah. It was going well. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to go for it and kind of give it its own identity. Smart. Just so it could, you know, kind of tap into another audience. No, too. It's, it, super it's smart. not going to look for barbecue at like, you know, a Midwestern kind of fine dining restaurant. Yeah. And the name Night Goat, could you explain how that came about? Um, 
Well, I'm a big fan of uh, like doom metal and like psych rock and stuff. I'm a big fan of the Melvins. Nice. Band yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> and so it's a it's a Melvin song, and I I think I was just out like cooking and listening to the Melvins, and I was like, man, Nyko, that's a great name, you know. And then I, I smoke at night, and you know, and it's kind of all the most this like kind of moonlighting you know thing I'm doing. Uh-huh. So I should actually like write a piece about like funky barbecue names because there's also in Denver. Have you heard of Albear? No. Yeah, they're Albear, but Albear barbecue, but I, theirs is from like. Dungeons and Dragons, I think it's like a it's like a like a mythical owlbear creature creature that. So, I'm sure. so then, were you cooking? Did you ha- did you build a smoker at first? Because and did you get your primitive pit too? Am I? I'm trying to because I know there's. You're going yeah, to go. not yet. Okay. I'm. I ordered a pit from Primitive in January, and I think it's slated to kind of be done maybe beginning of May sometime, you know, early May. Right now, I'm using this pit that I got maybe five years ago. Okay. When I started Hank, I had like a little electric smoker that we were doing everything in, and uh, I needed, I outgrew that really fast. And I was thinking about getting like a Southern pride. Like I like the idea of, you know, just setting it and going. Yeah. We, at that point we were just doing like bacon, sausage, you know, cured hams and stuff. I wasn't doing any barbecue. Yeah. And, uh, I was talking to my grandfather about it and he was like, Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> nice. He's like, Come down to Oklahoma. He's like, I have this friend that builds pits. Like I'll take you to see him. We'll go check him out. How cool and is that? Make- vision you know and so i went down there and checked them out and like found this pit and fell in love and kind of went from there oh that's cool what type of pit like how big is it can it how how much can it hold well it's kind of like a cabinet smoker you know like big door in front and the firebox is like right under the cook chamber so okay. it's kind of okay. this weird like almost offset almost direct because you still get a lot of heat you know radiating straight up it's capacity. It's pretty large. Yeah. I mean, the racks are, I don't know, probably like three feet across and I've got like five racks in there. And so are you cooking, cause I want to go over your menu too. And it, and it's, yeah. you, you guys, you guys put, you put it on sale on Saturday for pickup on Sunday, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it goes live what time on Saturday? Well, that's kind of how we started. Now we'll take pre-orders oh, okay. um, from Thursday until you know, Sunday. Oh, that's good to know. So you take well, pre-orders via phone or via email or what, or how is it? Via phone or email. Okay. We're doing in-house dining now. Um, we, when we first started, we weren't doing, uh, in-house, it was just carry out, but now we're letting people order in the restaurant too. So if they come in on that day, what's, what are the odds on, on a Sunday or do they have to pre-order and then they could eat in the restaurant or I just want to make sure people, cause people listen to this and they're like, I gotta go <laughs> and then yeah, I want to yeah. make sure they get, yeah, get food. Both is available. Okay. We haven't been selling out for pre-orders. Okay. So it's been cool. If you come in on day when we open at 10, you'll, you'll be able to get some barbecue. And you can get it by the pound, and then do you do plates too, and sandwiches, or just all just by the by the pound and plate. And so, what are you offering? Like, what's what are the staples? Because I know that you kind of rotate things, and obviously, which I think would be just killer is you make sausage from scratch, right? Yep, you have yeah. to because that's that's you, <laughs> that's in your soul. Yeah, yeah. We always have one sausage or maybe two, um, and then I've been kind of sticking to pulled pork and brisket. Okay, 
And then we'll kind of throw in some variable things every once in a while. Like this last weekend, I did some pastrami. We've been doing uh, pastrami beef short ribs, which have been insanely popular. So good. Yeah. Do you have specific sides then for the for night goat too? Yeah. Yeah. And what are those sides generally? So people will know. Kind of been flip flopping, but we've been doing some cheesy grits lately that I'm making from uh, some locally milled grits from one of our farmers. Beans, slaw. Uh, our house-made pickles, and then uh, we use uh, Carmelo tortillas, which is kind of like a, a big thing for our barbecue, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which ones do you use? The... I'm using the pork fat ones. The pork fat ones? Yeah. Because he also has, what, duck? Duck, and there's an avocado. Avocado, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. yeah, no, I've been, I've been a docking back and forth. I'm going to interview him at his, because I think he was growing to jump to a new facility, like a larger facility in yeah. December. Like he was just in for... Uh, for barbecue yesterday and oh, right. i got to talk to him he came in with tyler harp which is really cool oh, and cool. i got to sit down and talk to them for a while and uh yeah ruben from carmelo he's moving into a new space soon and they're going to start doing like burrito size oh, tortillas smart. and then he's also going to start doing uh corn products too really oh good for him really uh, yeah thank you you're, you're reminding me after when i was looking at your menu i'm like i, I we had talked via dm i'm like i was he's like i want to wait till i get to my new facility because you know and you're drinking a Topo Chico, which is wonderful. So this is like, this is sponsored by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's cool. No, I wish, I wish, <laughs> if only it was sponsored by. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's a labor of love regardless. Well, that, and then yeah. on, on, what's your menu like at your restaurant too? Because it kind of, you know, there's like, it, your, your sensibility yeah. blends into with that too. You're very heavy on showing, showcasing the farmers that you use. Oh yeah, for sure. That's yeah. th- that's a big deal, and I think I wish more restaurants did that, and I think they more are, but it's also it's a weird time. But I think that because without them, <laughs> there's no there's no food. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and I think we really started pushing showcasing them during the pandemic, because you could see that you know people were seeking out local food more. People mm-hmm. were eating and cooking at home, and all of our local farmers were doing pretty well and like with home deliveries. Nice. And so we kind of wanted to accentuate that and like let people know that we're using, you know, these people and, and, you know, contributing to the local economy. And that's rad. That's awesome. Advance that and, you know, make those local farms, help them grow, you know. No, it's important. It's important that people seek out restaurants that want to do that, to want to have that connection and and that it's important to them just as much as making a, a sale or a ticket like it's it's not just that it's it's more than that what's so what are your hours for your restaurant itself so our hours at fox and pearl are uh thursday through sunday okay um we do dinner service five to ten as we serve food but we keep the bar open till midnight thursday through saturday and then sunday we just do brunch and night goat and then for night goat again to get is it is the best way is it through the fox and pearl website or is there what's the best way yeah Send us an email or give a call and okay. to make a pre-order. And then if you come in for brunch, we open at 10, then we'll have barbecue. We usually don't sell out through pre-orders. And then do you have – is the menu online for Night Goat or does it update at a certain time so people know what's coming up? It's on the Night Goat Instagram. Okay. And we'll usually put the menu up like Tuesday or Wednesday of Tuesday. the week. The week up. Excellent. Yeah. And then do you think that when you get the, the pit from Primitive, is that just to increase, will you increase the days possibly? Or what's what's your the future plan? You know, maybe. I think with Fox and Pearl and how active 
I am still in the kitchen. Yeah, that's hard to add another, you know, 12 hour cook day. You don't want to do that. I mean, I want to, but time is a little of an issue, you know? So I think, you know, it'll probably stay the same hours wise, Mm -hmm. but I might expand the menu a little more. And I think the new pit will give me that first. The pit I have now, it does well cooking most everything, but it's a little uneven. I'm pendant to like how it cooks. It's great for everything, but maybe not so great for brisket. So when I get the primitive, I'll probably use that for like briskets, long stuff, you know, and then keep the other pit to do sausage, you know, chickens. It it still does fine with like pork butts and ribs and stuff. So that, yeah, and that's, and and, and it'd be interesting to see as time goes by, are people, because Kansas City barbecue is known, it's different Kansas City, tra- right. traditional Kansas City barbecue in people's minds is different. How are people taking to this? Are they, or have, or have most of the people that are having this, have they tried that craft style or Texas, Central Texas style barbecue? You know, I mean, I feel like Central Texas style barbecue is really kind of taken over mm-hmm. the country, right? And you can find it a lot of places, you know, not in just Texas. So I think you know, people are hip to it. They yeah. know what's up and what we're trying to do. It's not so that I think it's unusual. Been fine. I mean, yeah, I've gotten a good reaction. Nobody's been, you know, been mad that their brisket wasn't sliced on a slicer. <laughs> and, yeah, and stacked with a set. Um, yeah. So what, what's your favorite thing on your menu right now? You know, uh, probably the beef ribs are like my favorite thing to eat. You know, the pastrami beef ribs are great. Um, but my favorite thing to cook has probably been brisket. Just because it's been like the thing that I could see the most personal growth and mm-hmm. improvement. So like now I'm pulling briskets that, you know, I'm happy about. That's cool. Like, That's a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah. And it seems like you're enjoying it and it's something that you're really digging. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I think sometimes being, you know, a head chef of a restaurant and an owner, you get pulled in a lot of different directions. You know, I have to wear a lot of different hats and some days I feel like almost a little overwhelmed to be in the kitchen because I have to start and stop everything I'm doing all the time to go do something else. And so I think, you know, being out at the pit for 12 hours is amazing because I can just cook and just worry about cooking, you know? And like, it's like a, it's like a Zen, almost a a meditative type state that you're solely focused on that. That's no, that's, that's actually a good thing. And like if someone who's watching this or listening to this, has yeah. a similar life to you and wants to and and wants to you know add that component at least even not even necessarily selling just to to get the, their headspace and clear their headspace. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard about that from a lot of people that cook, and it's kind of it becomes yeah. it's a ritual that they look forward to. Oh, absolutely, and and I think you know just being excited about it and having fun doing it has sort of reinvigorated me a little bit, you know, in other aspects of cooking too. And it also probably, yeah. if you did it four days a week, it would change the way you feel about it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Having, like, having these two different hats, so to speak, or two different lives, like they're right. meshed together. That's, that's kind of cool. That's a fun, I'm, I'm just, I'm really glad to have had a chance to talk to you. What, is there anything else that we haven't talked about, about the restaurants that you want people to know about? I think we're just going to keep, you know, going with Night Goat and see where it goes. I'm going to let it kind of organically grow. My next move, I think, is in the next month or so. And we kind of get through a little bit of the rainy season to move it outside on Sundays. Mm-hmm. We have a big parking lot 
and we're going to set up out there. And oh, that's cool. And, and, you know, kind of move it out there. And then when we get the new pit, it's on a trailer, so I'll be able to pull it out to the parking lot. Yeah. And I think I'm going to start doing, you know, random nights of, you know, barbecue pop-ups. That'll be fun. And some collaborations. I did. I talked to Tyler yesterday. He was in. We've kind of been talking for a year or more about doing a collaboration. And then the, you know, pandemic hit and life got crazy and that kind of went by the wayside. So I think we're going to push forward and try to find a date to do something. When I was talking to Tyler once, I know he brought you guys up and he said that I should go to Fox and Pearl. Like he had said how great your restaurant was. And so that's, yeah. that would be a fun, like Tyler's such a, oh, he's such a what a dude. cool, like what, like, this is like one of the coolest humans around. He's yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, I met him through Ruben from Car- Carmelo. Oh, really? Because when we were at Hank, Carmelo is from Lawrence too, oh. and they're right across the street. And uh, met Tyler that way. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Are there any places that you can recommend in Kansas City that are like go-to barbecue spots? Are there any places that you love that you still dig, or like old-school places or whatever? You know, old-school. My favorite is LC's. I think, mm-hmm. which you know, he just passed a few weeks yeah. ago pretty sad and there's a lot of places i haven't been yet i mean you know i've obviously been to harp um there's some newer kind of craft barbecue places i haven't been to i just went to chef jay's yeah. a couple weeks ago and that was really good i really enjoyed that oh that's cool and he's that's only a-, a few blocks away from me so it was you know easy to shoot there for lunch oh that's cool that's that's actually a really cool thing because he's he's over is he's close is it would that be considered more downtown are you downtown too or is it we're maybe more downtown, and then he's in the West Bottoms, but which is just a few blocks away from us. Like warehouse, it was a kind of, in my mind. I'm picturing it warehousey because he said that there's that yeah. that uh, Halloween thing there. It's a cool area. I mean, it's a bunch of big old, you know, brick multi-story yeah. building. Yeah, I love cool. that, and he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's that's yeah. and it's cool. Like it's fun to have that kind of that world that you're part of like you're a feeder in different parts of the world because you're in the chef and then did you, is charcuterie a big part of what you're doing still yeah for sure okay. um we have a box like a chamber in our basement um when we moved into fox and pearl there was an old wooden walk-in in the basement oh, like cool. you know that you just put ice blocks in yeah. kind of so we put it together again and lined the inside with stainless steel and sealed it up put humidifiers and turned it into a, a charcuterie chamber oh that's rad that's really it's cool, cool. Yeah. Can, can people can people just get it on the menu or can you get it can people still buy it or you know when i opened fox and pearl i kind of went away from like having a charcuterie board on the menu and using charcuterie more as like an element within the menu you okay know, like okay. throwing things kind of in dishes that makes sense that kind of made it more fun for me then, you know, just kind of putting stuff on a board and like, here it is, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. That's right. That's really cool. Yeah. And that your building looks just killer. And downstairs in the basement where the, the charcuterie box is, we do butchery too. So we do a lot of like uh, whole animal butchery for oh, Fox right. and Pearl, which is cool. We, we kind of stopped getting whole animals when the pandemic hit just because of volume and hours and yeah. cutting labor and, and everything. But uh, just a few weeks ago, we started getting whole pigs again. So I'm excited about that. And it'll be cool to see where that kind of like pushes the night goat menu too. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, that's true. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. And it's it's interesting too because a year ago, if I talked to you a year ago, this would be a, such a different conversation. It's nice to 
because yeah. I it was hard to even see the other side to think like this could just devolve into who knows what and it's yeah. it's weird too to like I was watching this is like so off topic but I was watching something on the on the news about I don't know there are the, the DA was looking for something and doing dealing with something and I kept thinking yeah. it's interesting how as humans how we've kept society together within like this massive crazy pandemic it's just yeah hard to get my head around but I, it's like so nice to see like your face and your things are going well for you that's oh wow yeah it, it's going well i think we've just tried to project as much optimism sure. a, as we can i i feel like you know things are crazy out there and they're you know it's better now but at a point there wasn't much to look forward to for and sure. i think if we just sort of pressed forward and kept optimistic then hopefully that would kind of radiate out in mm-hmm. the community you know and I think it works in life. Like it does work. Yeah. Like being pessimistic, like it's the shadows is drawing on you when you're, when you're just a negative right. person. Yeah. yeah. And do you guys have merch for Fox and Pearl? Cause I'm seeing we do. Yeah. We have a uh, Fox and Pearl merch and uh, I'm actually talking to somebody tomorrow about night goat merch. So cool. we'll hopefully have that pretty soon. Cool. Well, if you have links to any of that stuff as, as things grow, I'll, I'll, I'll promote it and, it's so nice to meet you and to, to hear your story and to hear what you're doing. It sounds killer. It sounds a lot of fun. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Well, have a great day. Have a good, uh, I don't, don't even know what day of the week it is, <laughs> but it's have a nice rest of your, rest of your week. Thanks. Thank you. Kevin. Nice Excellent. Thanks. So, very nice to meet you and have a great week. Yeah.